Hello and w welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. Everyone has a dream inside them, but sometimes life feels harder than it should and we're left wondering why it's just not easier. Sometimes you feel on top of the world and other times you feel like the world is on top of you. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, communication and business. And we're here to share it with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement, but whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Good morning, fellas. Yep. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yes, I'm well. Well, mind, mind the delayed audio, if, if that's the case, being uh, recorded over Zoom. So, yes, I'm very well. How are you, Ross? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thank you. Um, I, that's, you know, um, possibly almost like a generic response for me, though. Um, but, you know, the way I, I choose to live life. But uh, i got to say, I'm in a really good space at the moment. Um, we haven't really done a, our, our five minutes around, so maybe I'll just go for it. So um, about 10 years ago, um, I'd been doing a lot of personal development. I'd really thrown myself into it. I'd been in a really dark place in my life for many, many years. And coming, uh, and I guess I got to a point where I'd overcome a lot of that and I kind of had a, a stable life, but it wasn't inspiring. It was, it was still pretty tough on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, I was um, alcoholic. Um, I'd cut down a lot of that, but I was, you know, I still couldn't, didn't have a handle on my drinking properly. Um, and I just kind of settling into an okay life. And that's when I discovered personal development. And I went, so the world isn't how it occurs to us. We can actually change our world, our environment, you know, like life, there's no this thing called fate. We get to pick our future. And that just blew me away. I'm like, well, why don't they teach us this stuff in schools? So I went, well, here's access for me through personal development. Here's access for me to completely change my life. So I just threw myself into it wholeheartedly in order to change my life and, and have something great and amazing and inspirational in my life. And it took about two years for me to reach a point where I'd outgrown every personal development guru I could find. I'd got to a point where it didn't matter what was going on in my environment. I was happy. I was fantastic. And I thought that kind of I'd, I'd made it. And that was the, that was, I guess was the, uh, the big mistake thinking I'd made it. But there's a saying when you're, um, you're either green and growing or ripe and rotting. And there's a few different sayings that are similar to that. So the moment I thought I'd made it, I was ripe and rotting. So it wasn't, you know, it was a few years later that I'd slipped from, uh, from that high point. And um, I've taken myself back into personal development, which I do occasionally. And I think it's probably something I should do constantly. But recently I've actually had this amazing breakthrough. Instead of just being permanently happy, because I figured that's the best way that there, I could be. Um, if I'm permanently happy, regardless of what's going on in my environment, what an excellent way to live. And it really was, but it still had its limitations. You know, sometimes it's actually not appropriate to have this, you know, great big goofy grin on your face. So um, what I've recently discovered is that instead of just being permanently happy, actually permanently creating 
what I'm going to be, whether it's happy, whether it's sad, whether it's angry, whether it's just uh, powerful in a moment, whether it's focused, whatever it is, to just generate in any moment all the time who I'm being. Now, I haven't mastered that yet, but that's my current task for myself to create an extraordinary life is to just be focusing on my way of being in any moment, every moment, all the time. So that's the exciting thing that's going on in my life right now. Very cool. Yeah. So there's a few, I think that's great, Ross, have, have awareness around, um, you know, where you've been, where you've come from, where you are, you know, and what it takes to sort of get past those challenges in life because they're, they can be giant walls for people that uh, they never ever scale over or, or break through. Um, or they can be giant challenges that people do conquer and, and, you know, push through. So that's, that's awesome in that sense. Can you, yeah. can you tell me that a bit more about that, how you choose that way of being? Like, is that something, you know, where, where does that come from? Does that intrinsically come from inside you, you know, from the heart or from the gut, from the head, you know, what, what, like, you know, how do you change your way of being? I know that Tony Robbins has sort of a similar model if that's, you know, sort of, you know, um, a good example. Um, but yeah, like if you are sad, how do you, you know, how do you actually change that, you know, on a, on a deep level? Like, is that possible? That's a, yeah, that's a really great question. Cause that's the first thing that comes up really. Cause, um, and we've got really quite deep here. What are we on our third session? And you know, what I've brought here to the table today is actually some, you know, some pretty serious stuff that's come from years of personal development. So it's pretty heavy early on, but, uh, what you asked there is a really great question because that'll help give people access to, to what it is that I'm actually sharing. And the, the first thing is, I guess, to realize that we do have choice over what happens. If you look at the um, NLP communication model or neuro linguistics programming, what they talk about is millions of bits of information coming at us at any, at any moment. For example, we're probably all sitting down as we're listening to this right now but you weren't aware of the feeling of the seat that you're on pressing against you until I brought awareness to it. And you go, oh yeah, I can feel the seat pressing against me. So there's all this information coming to us, but so that our brain can cope with the ridiculous amount of information, it distorts, it generalizes, it deletes, and only deals with roughly seven chunks of information. So sitting on the seat is one chunk of information as opposed to every little bit of your, all the neurons that are touching your backside. You take that as a whole thing as one chunk of information. So the information comes in and we distort it, generalize it, delete it, do what we do with it. And then we create an internal representation or what is often referred to as a meaning. So we give the stuff that's going on around us a meaning, however that comes into us, whether it's a conversation we're hearing, something we're seeing, we're smelling, we're tasting, we're feeling, however it comes into us and we give it an internal representation. We give it a meaning, which is why two people can see the same thing or even five people can see the same thing and every single one of them could have a different opinion about what that is. You know, oh no, they were angry, they were upset, they were sad. Um, oh no, the car turned left or turned right. You know, are they wearing a blue t-shirt or a green t-shirt? You can all have different opinions about what happened or certainly yeah. a different meaning to what occurred. But, and then we react based on what we've just experienced, our body will react. And that's where we get to intervene. 
So your body goes through this process. Our, our mind goes through this process. Like our body absorbs the information. Our, our mind processes it, creates an internal representation, which kind of creates a state. So it's, we, it's natural for us for something to happen to then react, like kind of almost emotionally react to it. Like somebody says something and you get upset about it. You get angry about it. You get whatever it is. You have some emotional reaction. You could get happy about it, whatever it is that they say. We can interrupt that. So that information gets fed to us and we can react to it. But we also have the ability at that point to consciously override it. Our subconscious is there just to support us to achieve results easily and quickly. What we can do is to consciously interrupt that. Okay, so our subconscious has given us this signal. We can either say yes and just go along with that signal, which we normally do, or we can say, you know what, I'm going to choose something else. And you can interrupt any of those behaviors or states at any time. So if you're in the middle of an argument and you're angry and you just decide consciously, you don't want this argument to be going on anymore. You can actually consciously choose to stop and change your way of being. And that's a, um, and that's a conscious choice. So we need to consciously choose our state different to what it is that that's naturally generated. Now, the first time you do that, it can be tough, but through practice, I'm, a, I'm able to just change my mood now whenever I choose to, and I can just generate it. So if I want to be happy, I can just choose being happy and be happy. But previously, I didn't even know that I had any choice over my life, let alone to just choose my mood instantly. So does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I suppose um, I've got a slightly different view on it, but again, my view is just obviously the way I, you know, I feel it um, over time, but I, I think more so we we get so sidetracked by, you know, looking, you know, trying to analyse our feelings and work out why we're angry or why that's happening or why we're having this argument or why they don't see that, you know, why they can't see what I'm seeing. Um, and we, we lack that uh, ability to slow down and truly understand on a deep level um, what that feeling is and, and just not act on it, just understand that, you know, angry, you know, when you're angry, <clears throat> it'll pass. You know, when you're emotional, it will pass. Okay, so at that point in time, it may seem your world and you have to change it. You have to do everything in your power right then and there to, to, uh, to change the situation. But A, uh, you're compounding it because you're not freeing your mind up to see all the other opportunities outside of that. So I think for, for me, um, it, it just comes, if it comes from an, an insecure place, I check in with the feeling, okay? So if I'm not feeling right with the situation, uh, I check in with it and I go, cool. So this is, you know, I, I don't feel, I'm not feeling secure. It's not coming from a secure place. So I'll wait for it to pass and I'll have another look at it. Yeah, when, when my level of consciousness is, is raised up. Because it's, it's high and low thinking, right? So if we're, if we're in low thinking and then we're trying to change the state, um, it's like trying to run a marathon when you've only had an hour of sleep, right? We just have to wait a little bit for our, our thinking to come back up to a higher level, which it always does. Again, there's that pass. It'll pass. Um, and, you know, truly sort of tune in, you know, that, that sort of inner wisdom. I mean, you've got that NLP-based uh, side of things, which I wholeheartedly agree works on 
on on some people, but it doesn't fit the mould for all. You know what I mean? So I suppose where I'm coming from is that perspective. It, it doesn't when NLP doesn't fit those that mould of person. I mean, Alistair's probably got a bit more of a spin on it, mate. What are your thoughts about what myself and Ross are talking about? And does it make yeah. sense? Uh, am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, no, thanks, Luke. I, I, I enjoyed hearing the two perspectives, and and I and, and I, I guess the first thing I'd, I'd uh, acknowledge is that you are, you know, you, you Luke are the sum of all your experiences and, and and genetic makeup and all those other things. As is Ross, as am I, and so yeah. how we how each each of us individually perceives anything is entirely appropriate, and. Yeah. Others will perceive it similar to to one of us, not necessarily all of us. And you know, Ross talks about in his introduction how we, you know, there may be a unanimous view, or there may be three different views, and that's yes. that's the way of the world. So um, I I choose to believe that if there's seven and a half billion people, then there's effectively there's seven and a half billion views, because there is true yeah. uniqueness in all of us. I believe. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Now. Um, the beauty, the beauty of our existence is we can find a lot of parallels, so we, we don't have to try and work out every nuance between us. So, yeah. I um, what the, I'm going to give my version too, which which it, I, I feel does differ slightly from both of you, and that is. Um, I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm about- I was actually hoping, Al, that you would have a different uh, opinion to both of us. So far, where everything we've spoken about, we've been really aligned with. And I, and I just kind of made that comment. We could have three different um, you know, perspectives. So I'm really glad that you do have a third one. This is awesome. <laughs> good. Good, good. Well, so first part of it is I, I believe that, that at our core as human beings, we are actually extremely simple. And so there is that physical... Uh, physical element, which is, you know, which is atoms, molecules, call it what you will, just like everything else in this universe. And it's powered by chemical reactions, electrical impulses, etc. And then, so it's a machine. And yeah. then, and then I do choose to believe that we have that energetic uh, makeup, which, which is generally called spirit. And yeah. I believe that is the part of us that is connected to the, the, the energy of the universe. And I love the analogy uh, that George Lucas came up with uh, in Star Wars with the force. Yeah. So, so I believe that was his version of what we call spirit. So that's cool. Now um, we're going to, I think we're going to talk about Tony Robbins a lot for some reason, even though I've never done his training. However, I, I do understand. The, the only uh, one I haven't. It's yeah, interesting. Okay. One of the very few that I haven't actually gone to um, to spend or spend time with or study from. Yep. And he, he's the guru in the field. So yeah, he is, isn't he? So I believe he 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 says that emotion is energy in motion. So if uh, and I like that. If our if our spirit is energy, then our emotion is just that spirit moving. And so ha- feeling the emotion is. A natural part of our existence. Um, expressing it, then, again, as humans, we are expressive beings. So expressing it is a natural part of of, of our of our existence. And so, you know, and again, I'm not saying that it's it's it's, it's disagreeing with you guys. It's maybe just a slight a different a different take. So feeling it, expressing it, is all 
natural, acceptable, good, healthy. And so yeah. the question yeah. for me is where's the tipping point? Where does it become unhealthy, destructive, etc.? Yeah, that, that's a good point. So, yeah, so that I think, if, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head where we're all, we're all so different. We all have our different glasses and views. Um, I, I think the interesting thing that you said there is the energy and emotion. Um, I'd probably like to add the thinking, like our thought, like, you know, that plays a massive part in the outcome of how we perceive our lives and, you know, how we interact. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think... For me personally, the th- the biggest uh, the biggest block to success for me was my thinking. So a busy mind uh, was was the biggest block. So more often than not, when I'm looking for answers, I'll trawl everything and anything. Yeah, looking outside of me uh, for that answer, and not not giving me the space and time and and energy to you know the inner wisdom the divine universe uh, whatever you want to call it come through me to give me that answer so i actually encouraged my son who was deciding on high schools to go to uh to just put it as far away from his mind as he can yeah and then just listen in it'll come to him you know um because when you know when we show concern about something concern creates concern right so yeah, for me, it's that that thinking that we can get caught up in, and and also how we you know, how we completely create these false realities about our lives. I'm stuck. I don't have a good relationship. I'm not. I'm. I'm not winning here. I'm failing over there. I do okay over here, and it's it's a complete fallacy. It's it's bullshit. Really, it is. Yeah, you know I mean? it's all it's all in your mind, and and I suppose coming back to Ross closing that circle is that for us to truly just change that state. Um, potentially again is back in our heads where we're not listening to ourselves you know like uh, for me it's listening to that feeling I'm okay to feel sad people clear it with kinesiology they clear emotions Um, I just like to sit them there acknowledge them not react or respond based on that moment of time and how I'm feeling and know that it'll pass and then either the answer will come to me um, or you know I just need to level up on my thinking before I take this any further and that's really, that encompasses being present, being present in the moment. Yeah, completely. In Luke, I, I totally support everything you just said. And I, I still would love to, to, to hear more from either of you about that thread of, you know, where does, the, where does our feeling and our expression, where's the tipping point between, you know, moving our spirit, moving our energy, which is appropriate to sort of destructive behavior or thinking. Where, where do you reckon that tipping point is? Oh, it's different for everybody. You know, right. everyone. Yeah. Like uh, same with addiction. I was speaking to someone who works in this similar space uh, that they're learning a bit more about addiction. <clears throat> and yeah, it, it was really interesting. I was talking about how um, it, it comes to a point where, as they know, addiction takes over. Um, but a big part of it was just, the, the thinking behind it, where they get caught up in that that trap, um, where the mind, you know, completely takes over, and therefore that full addiction can kick in, and nothing else matters. It consumes their life. So, you know, it's, there's a couple of parts to addiction. And again, I'm not an expert here, but obviously removing the the drug or whatever the addiction is. So obviously going into rehab, and then um, you know, changing, not changing the way they think, but, but slowing down the mind enough to, to show them how their thoughts affect their emotions 
and you know potentially uh, that's a correlation between the addiction. So it was just a bit interesting. It's a slightly different space. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely the thought and addiction are, are definitely correlate. Yeah, so um, I, I actually do have um, an addictive personality. I've had, um, yeah, I mentioned just briefly before about um, alcohol addiction. So I went yeah. through significant destructive addiction um, in, in my earlier years. So uh, the stuff that's come up and the stuff that I've learned around coaching in this space, we all have six core needs. And the early of those core needs, so they start off with uh, certainty is our first one, and then we have variety. So the, they're almost like opposites to each other you know, in, in a way. Um, so certainty and is the first one, and then variety is the second one. The third one is significance, and the fourth one is um, love and connection. So of those first four, most people on the planet actually have two of those as their primary. There's actually there's six. The 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 other two, if you if you're keen to know, are growth and contribution. So they're the six core needs that we all have, and they all kind of drive us. And if we've got all six of those in something that we do, we'll be really fulfilled in that. Like if we've got a job that brings all those, then we'll be really fulfilled. So of those first two, if significance is one of your two primary then there's a good chance that um, addiction could be something that you suffer from because significance and addiction, they go very much hand in hand. The other one that can even be part of that is actually certainty. Certainty um, because there's a certain amount of control when we're addicted to something, we know what the result's going to be. Hey, if I take this drug or I do this action or whatever your addiction happens to be, if you do that, there's a certain amount of certainty in that. So you, you, you feel like there's a certain amount of control um, and another one there is often significance as well. So if you've got those needs, then addiction can show up in all sorts of forms. Now we can go into yeah. a lot of details about what the addiction is and what you're getting out of it, et cetera, et cetera. But it's often tied to that. Um, and there's a, there's a model that I also use to help people move from addictive behavior into something else. Um, but we don't need to go down that right now. That's probably a whole conversation. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, um, I, there were a couple of things also in what you said. So some of the things that you guys have been sharing here, um, like we're talking about things being this different, things being the same, the overlap that was got going on. So Luke, when you were saying that um, letting, just letting it pass, like that's yeah. a really great way. And what you're actually doing in that moment is the same process that I spoke about where you're choosing. So what you're basically, correct me if I heard this, heard this but what yeah. I hear you saying is that, um, when this feeling comes up, maybe it's anger, maybe it's something else. You're talking, I guess, about something unresourceful and you're going, oh, I'm confused. I'm, I don't know what the answer is. Like you're kind of looking for something and just letting it pass. So if you're angry, just let that pass. So yeah. what you're choosing is instead of just being angry and letting it out and letting everybody else experience that anger as well, you're just yeah. letting that feeling be. Like you can know it's there, you notice it, you feel it. But rather than buy into it and deliver it to the world, you just let yeah. it be because you know it's going to pass. So you're actually choosing your state. So I spoke about choosing my state, yeah. um, but I choose it. I do what you're doing, but I do it more actively. So rather than just going, hey, this will pass and just let it pass, I go, well, it's there. Cool. Got it. I actually want to experience something else. And now I'll practice choosing that. And this wasn't something that happened overnight. You know, it took me years of intentionally choosing in any moment yeah. 
experience happiness as opposed to something else. Um, yeah. To be able to get to a point where I can now choose, but I can actually choose any emotion as well, which is which is where I've got to. So what you're doing is actually, as you spoke, I said, oh, that's exactly kind of how it is for me. Um, yeah. But I then take a different step and actually go to actively choosing rather than just saying, hey, it'll pass. Um, well, that's, um, so it's, yeah, it's just think... interesting to see how these match and how they and how they're different as well. It's all optional, Ross. Like it's all it's all optional. It's optional to be angry. It's optional to love. Yeah, it's all optional. Yeah. So, and some people don't know that that's the case. That they, again, yeah. do have a choice in the way that they you know, act, feel, respond. Um, yeah, that's that's someone pointed out to me. They're like, "Did you know that that's optional?" And I'm like, "Well, at that point in time, I'm so far in it and caught up. No, I didn't. You know, I don't care that it's optional." <laughs> yeah in fact when you're that deep in it's yeah. actually really hard to to see that I mean, when you're that deep and you're that emotional about it yeah. someone goes oh you know it's optional you're like oh yeah fuck yeah, I'm out of yeah. that's usually the reaction that voice. yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's simply a daily practice so anyway do you want to go five minutes around the room i know you had yours you you can you can head up al how's your how's your week how's your five minutes all right, I've unmuted myself. Good. I've got my um, I've got my green smoothie, and every now and then I'm taking a slurp. So I just thought I'd <laughs> mute myself oh, for that. I'm not, yeah, I'm not muting. I'm that. I'm not that refined, mate. So excuse the slurping. Awesome. Hey, uh, um, yeah. Al, just be just before you do, there's there's one yeah. thing that came up for me. It's come up for me twice, and we really probably should have should have shared it early because of what you just said, Lair Luke was. Um, in fact, that's the third time it came up for me. Awareness. You want to create change around anything. The first thing is awareness, just having that awareness. So, Luke, as you shared there about, you know, did you know that feeling is optional? Well, there's awareness that, hey, you're having this feeling and, and well, you know, it can be something different. And that awareness is really key because you can't change anything you don't have awareness of. And I guess one of the things about awareness is just being okay to be potentially vulnerable um, and say, hey, look, you know, this, this isn't the result that I want right now. I maybe need to be vulnerable about what it is and explore what's going on here. So awareness is always the number one key before change. You can't change something unless you have awareness around it. So, yeah, awesome. That was a, a great reminder. And I think it's really important for people to know that. Excellent. Al, uh, take it away. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, five minutes last week. We're talking about the last week. So, oh, whatever, mate. Whatever's been going on. Uh, yeah, point, point, shoot. Whatever's been going on. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm. Generic, <laughs> isn't it? Well, well, oiled machine here. I've got a list of questions that uh, several That's lines good. and nothing written on them. So, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so for me, I. Uh, I I know I'm talking about something that is, 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 is occurring for many of us, if not all of us. However, it's just gone into overdrive for me. So I've got that feeling of just hurtling forward in time. Like, I don't know that I've felt like, pardon me, things are moving as fast ever before as they are now. Fast. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, right. That's interesting. Well, it is. And I, well, so it's, it's, it's really because, okay, 
First of all, I have a habit, an old, deep-seated habit of keeping myself busy. And what I discovered a number of years ago was, for me, being busy was a way of staying small. It was a way of just doing mindless, menial stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, what I was doing had enough value to the people around me for me to get away with it. However, it had no value to me in in growth terms. And so, yeah, so big habit of being busy. Now, I haven't broken that habit. So part one, I haven't broken that habit, which means I still have a very full life. Uh, Second to that, I'm my, you know, awareness totally agree. So I'm mindful now that that's the case. I'm mindful that that's my past and I am at least mindfully managing things more. So, uh, you know, I didn't look at email at all yesterday until probably 10 o'clock at night. Um, and I only really did that because there were two things I wanted to get done. One was for me. Um, and I thought, well, I'll have a quick look while I'm there. So, um, I'm not committed to looking at my email even once during the day if it doesn't fit. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. <laughs> That's, there's always a voice, you know. And so how, how does it feel when you're busy though? You say you're busy, but how does that? Um, so, so that's the backdrop. Now I'm yeah. mindfully changing that. So I'm mindfully, and I just choose email because I think that's a scourge for most of us. There's just too much of it flying around. And so where I'm at now I'm, I'm much more mindful of it and I'm choosing what, what I want to spend my time doing. And yet I still feel like time is flying and where I'm, where I'm at recently, very recently is that actually I'm enjoying it too. So perhaps I'm actually at that point where time is flying because I'm really having fun. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a, you know, that's a, an analogy that you hear quite often. Um, what about the opposite side of the coin? Um, I, I felt life's been, I'm seeing things in slow motion at the moment. Wow. Certain scenarios or uh, might be conversations or so lots of like insights, like truly like true deep insights that I've never, just never seen before. Cause I, for me is like, I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I get busy doing certain things that I'm like, well, yeah, probably not. You know, this task is not going to take the company forward in of itself, you know, doing little things that I can potentially delegate because I like to get busy as well. But just clearing, yeah, slowing down the mind enough to, um, yeah, things just sort of play out in slow motion, which has been a big big difference for me and how I see things. Um, So that's... Yeah, I can really, uh, yeah, under, yeah, understand obviously the busy busyness of it all, but um, yeah, it's been that's, I, that's worked really well for me. Can I put something out there and see if this is where you guys are are at? It sounds to me almost like Luke, like you're kind of observing the your experience of life and kind of in a you know a, a reflective space where you're observing all the stuff that's going on and then actually kind of choosing which direction to go and what to do with it, kind of being a bit more reflect, reflexing, reflective. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh. Sorry, Ross. Yeah, I was going to contrast that. And I'm wondering if, Al, at the moment, you're really embracing and stepping into life 
and there's not so much of the of the time spent you know um retrospectively or even just you know thinking about it or watching it you're actually more involved in it right now and you're right in there living and enjoying life would that be accurate well so i'll let luke respond and then i'll i'll, I'll jump in on that for sure yeah, cool. Thanks, mate. That, that, that's some inner wisdom there. I had, yeah, thanks, Al. Um, I had, so yeah, a really important part of that, Ross, is I think I'm more present than anything, yeah, yep. uh, like yep. consciously uh, present, and that makes a big difference um, in, in how I see things now, whereas I, I didn't previously. I just didn't see those things that were quite apparent, that someone was screaming out for love and hug and attention or, you know what I mean, you, you you, you tend to sort of start to dig down into these things that weren't apparent. They just weren't there before. So um, definitely observant. I am, a, I am reflective, um, but you know, I'd say more present is the word that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got an, ex, an, an external focus, have you? No, I'm just, I, 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 just yeah, so just a simple conversation with someone. I approach it with nothing on it. I have no agenda. Uh, no, no context to the meetings, just an empty vessel. So I'm completely open. Yeah. So there's no, even, even in an angry conversation or somewhere where there's going to be a little bit of angst, I just approach it as much as I can with an empty vessel and I completely open up and have what we call a meeting of the minds. Yeah. Yeah, and, awesome. and, and, awesome. and people tend to open up. So, yeah, 100% being present and I'm trying to practice being present in every conversation, every interaction I have. And that's giving me that um, potential feeling of, of things in slow motion. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep, totally. So, so over, over to Al, what, what, are you, what were your thoughts, Al? I mean, yeah. Yeah, look, I... I uh, I, I believe I get what you're talking about, Luke, and I and I also believe Ross has found found something. Maybe I'm not sure, but I'll I'll say my perspective and see if this is what he was thinking. I uh, I reckon it's a cyclical thing. So I'd say eighteen yeah. months to a year ago, I was very much where you are, Luke. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. I so like eighteen months ago or whatever it was. Now, um, I went from, no, it's less. It's only, it's a bit over a year ago. I went from sharing a house, sharing an apartment with a guy to living on my own. And that's living on yeah. my own for the first time in my life. And yeah, right. yeah. so that, you know, for those that have lived on their own uh, at some stage in their life, you know that you have a lot more space in your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I have never Faint wanted memory. to live on my own. Sorry. Faint memory. Okay, interesting. So I have never wanted to live on my own and yet I felt it was time. And yeah. so I made it happen. And uh, and, I, and I went through it and I spent... Um, it's funny because I live in St Kilda West at the moment and um, a number of people imagined that I was out and about, you know, fraternising... Uh, with all sorts of people and, you know, living in the high life. And um, it's just not who I am. So, so I spent yeah. a lot of time on my couch uh, in my own space contemplating things. And so, yeah. I, and, and, you know, what is super cool from my perspective is that what was really important to me was to, to find 
an ideal life partnership to take me ideally through the rest of my life. You know, I've had a, yeah. I had a really long one from when I was very young and I had no experience. And, and between the two of us, we really, we really lost our way completely in the end. Um, you know, and, 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 and even these days, not only is there no relationship, um, the, the, the sort of uh, experience through our kids is pretty, pretty poor. So, you know, I've got yeah. these 25 years of, of amazing stuff that's ended pretty sad. And so yeah. I, I kind of needed that space to prepare myself for, for my next part of life. And then lo and behold, you know, out of the woodwork came uh, an amazing woman um, that really does match who I am right now. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. awesome. yeah, so so absolutely, you know, having the massive amount of space after being generally quite busy, and then uh, and then finding that 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 next thing I was looking for, and no doubt now, you know, traveling between where I am now and where she is, is part of part of my business, <laughs> um, and part of the yeah, reason why. Right. I feel so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that gives us some context. I'm thinking you just plowing away you know doing all these you know all those little things that, that i do that don't matter throughout my day um, i still do some of those <laughs> and you've got a love interest fuck why didn't you just say that straight up man it's like yeah okay we understand now you're very i like to people keep people guessing mate <laughs> don't don't um yeah no that's awesome that's a really good uh yeah some really good insight there i think yeah, that's, that space is really important. That's been my experience, creating that space. Like after a relationship, um, creating the space to figure out who we are and what we want, it's, if we don't figure that out, our next relationship is not going to work either. Um, we've got to figure out who we are and what we want is to be able to then find a partner that will work well together. Because when we're trying to... Because quite often, if we don't do that, we're in this situation where we try and find a partner to fulfil the, the gap that we've got going on for ourselves, and that just gets really messy. Um, so yeah, so Al, that's why your relationship's so good is because you've taken that time out to figure out, you know, who it is that you are and what it is that you want, um, mm. and now you can find someone to complement that. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you're not you're not supplementing, you know, one relationship or the feeling that you don't have in one. Moving on to the next relationship, you know what I mean? In search for that, you know, that hole, filling that void, and you quite often meet people that um, go from relationship to relationship without like any break. Um, they're just straight in the next one, you know, without truly having time to to you know reflect and see, you know, see what's up, check in. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. I, f I feel like we've been uh, having a nice long chat for quite some time now. <laughs> I agree. It Have you guys got meetings coming up? Or have we got I'll a couple of minutes? To... I've just got to move my mum from uh, private hospital to a respite centre. Uh, I've got to leave here about nine o'clock, so I'm good. Okay. Oh, yeah. I hope, I hope everything's all right there. Yeah, look, she's, she's 75. Um instead of choosing to follow, from my perspective, instead of choosing to follow in the footsteps of her mum and give in to, you know, physical wear and tear, she's gone in, had an operation, you know, gotten out and about, fallen over, hurt herself, you know, been in hospital yeah. a few times, back in more operate, but, you know, she's living life and by and large, she's actually in good spirits. So, um, okay. you know, yeah, good. so I think it's a great thing. I think, yeah, there's a risk. 
However, you know, she's living her life. She's not withering away. And who, who the hell wants to do that? Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah, nice one, mate. I hope it, I hope it all goes well. Yeah, we'll send our wishes. Um, yeah, as I think someone said to me a while back, I'd rather um, drop dead in the gym than you know die slowly on the couch uh, yep. watching TV. So yeah, I think that reiterates the feeling. Yep, totally. Awesome, awesome. Excellent. There, there was actually one, one thing that uh, that came up as we're all chatting here. I had a, I had an epiphany, and uh, one of the places, I, two of the places I like to do my, uh, my thinking and reflecting. I should probably just make some time to, uh, to meditate. But um, on the toilet and in the shower, where there's no one else there to bother me, are the two places that, <laughs> that I like to do my thinking. And uh, and well, I. Just, so and Ross, I just one thing, one thing. Can I recommend yeah. that you do try the uh, try being bothered in the shower? It's actually quite a lot of fun. But, you know, continue. True. I, I, I completely agree. I, I have to absolutely agree with that. Very good. Um, so, uh, so on this occasion, however, <laughs> that wasn't one of those occasions. <laughs> so I'm checking it out of the gun, boys. That's, uh, <laughs> shower, not so gutter, I, shower. Oh, yeah, we're on the same here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're having a shower. We're getting very clean. That's right. Sorry, Ross, we interrupted you, mate. Shoot. No, all good. I think it was an important interruption. Being interrupted yeah. in the shower, I think, is an important thing to happen. Yes. So here I was on my own on this occasion and, uh, and kind of uh, thinking, and I, I had this epiphany. So the thoughts are kind of there, but when you focus on it, it's amazing what you, what you discover. And, and what I discovered was how we interact with ourselves and with others, we've kind of got it backwards. Like when we're talking mm -hmm. to somebody else and we want to know if the conversation is going well, we do in, an internal check. We check in with ourselves. How do we feel about this conversation? Like how do we feel about it? But that's irrelevant. <laughs> it's how does the other person we go, hey, we yeah. check in with them. Yeah, so Did we've you, got to go backwards. Sorry? Are you going to ask them, how, excuse me, how do you think this conversation's going? Well, you can, but when you start... It's such a good question. Person, yeah. Sorry? It's such a good question. Well, it is. But when you, you start tuning in to the other person, yeah. you actually don't need to. You'll, you'll actually, when you start listening to them, a different way you'll discover that you don't need to ask them and you'll actually notice it so that's kind of where you're at the moment luke thinking kind of being being with the other people this empty vessel and you're just coming there and you're being with with whatever that situation is wherever those people are you're actually yeah. tuned to what's going on with them instead of thinking about oh how do i feel about it well that's not relevant let me remove myself from this conversation and actually be there and be powerful in that moment and, and that's the right way around so when you shift from how do I feel about the conversation to how does that person feel about the conversation? A great example for this um, is the Indian talking stick. Now, I've probably spoken to both of you about this before, but the Indian talking stick, the Indians have a stick and the one who's got the stick is the one who's allowed to talk and they pass the stick around, but they don't pass the stick around until they feel like they've been heard. Now, that's yeah. an interesting perspective because the others aren't allowed to talk. Okay, the person with the stick is the one who's allowed to talk. So you need to be so present to that to the person who's talking 
that they feel like they've been heard and that people that are around them get it and understand and then can pass on that stick. Now that creates powerful communication. So that's what I'm talking about. When we're talking to someone, rather than worrying about how we feel about the conversation, which is irrelevant because that's not going to create a powerful communication, that's going to create two different points of view. If instead we're completely with the other person and listening to what they've got to say, hearing what they're saying, feeling what they're feeling, and just allowing them to kind of have that experience and be part of that, then we're in a space to create powerful communication when we respond if we need to. Yeah. And the other side of that is when we think about self, we go, well, you know, am I a great person? Am I a nice person? Am I, you know, do I think that I'm, a, that I'm worthy? Am I lovable? All these things. We actually look for external validation, which is completely irrelevant because am I a nice person? Well, if you ask somebody else, the only response you're going to get is about them and their world. It's actually nothing to do with you. It's just them and their experience of their world. If they've got a point of view that people who have an opinion are are, are bullies, then if you have an opinion, that person's going to think you're a bully. So that is completely useless. So when we think about, am I lovable? Am I valuable? Am I good enough? And whatever questions might come up for you, it's only self-validation. You know, do I think that I do what I should? Do I, and then if you don't like what you're doing, how you're behaving and those sort of things, you get to change it. But the only person who can actually validate you is yourself. Other people can say to you, Oh, great. Well done. I'm really proud of you. You did an amazing thing there. That was awesome. You're spectacular. And for a moment you'll feel good, but then that'll fade. It's it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, it's not sustainable that feeling that sort of gratification and and to add to that ross even in its simplest form if anyone's going to take anything away from what you said um is just simply a, a simple reframing technique when you're having a conversation with someone that is not responsive that is pushing back it's do you know what i mean you're not having a meeting of the minds is to ask hey can i ask you how do you think this conversation is going and they'll say what do you mean you go well how do you think how do you think it's going um, I'd say, oh, it's going all right. It can, again, it, it, it sort of it just is a leveler, brings you to ground floor neutral. And you can say, hey, well, I just want to point out that like at this point in time, you're not being very responsive. I feel the things that you know I'm trying to discuss with you are not potentially getting through. So how do you think this conversation is going? And then it opens up, you know, uh, sort of a level playing field. And in, a, in its simplest form, it's just a, a great simple way to... Um, to reframe a conversation that's potentially not, you know, going the way it should. Yeah. Questions are, questions are the key to communication. Um, there's a saying that um, the person who's asking the questions is the one who's in charge. You know, you're steering the conversation. You're, you're accessing what needs to be accessed in that communication. So questions are always, always, I think, the answer to the next level. Yeah, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it more. <laughs> and, awesome. and I love it. Like seriously, uh, I could be in a retail shop anywhere on the phone. Hey, how do you think this conversation? And it brings awareness around it, right? It brings awareness that I care enough to ask them, you know, this question. Um, yeah, really good, really good insight there, Ross. Love it. Hmm. Cool. So, Tyler, your Tyler, boys, I just, I just <laughs> yeah, wanted to throw in that. Um, 
you know, maybe it sounds obvious. However, not everything is. Um, the questions ideally will will pull that person forward, draw that person forward, draw them up. You know, not not send them backwards, not send them back into the, the you know the darker energy or the or the negative energy or the destructive energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. Great points. That's yeah. That's awesome. Because you could you could ask the question like, "Are you being a dickhead right now?" <laughs> and that's that's not going to be a great question to ask. But yeah. if you asked a question that was pulling them forward, such as, "Hey, do you think there's a way that we can come to an agreement on this?" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. I, I think. Great yeah. And depending depending on how it's going is, is your question. How do you think this conversation is going? Yeah. <laughs> it's a real simple one, yeah? Because I really believe that some people don't see how they are acting. Some people don't see how they're you know, responding or, or you know, what tone they're using. And, and, and some people appreciate when they're told that, hey, did you know, you've kind of been a bit of a dick about this right now. Yeah, you're coming across it kind of aggressive and did you know that about yourself and they're like oh not really and people deeply care about one and one another that's the kind of conversation you can have right it's not like an, an aggressive mechanic um you know it's not like you can have a conversation with a guy like that who's had a big day and you don't know him from a bar of soap he's liable to punch you in the nose but um yeah i think there's yeah, some really good um really good yeah nuggets in there yep awesome excellent i think cool. we've uh We've uh, shared heaps for our, uh, our listeners today. Yep. It's been a heap of fun, guys. I've um, always loved uh, coming together to talk to you guys and speak about life, love and uh, adventure. Um, there's so much to learn and, and so much available to us. So I really want to thank you guys for your time today and, uh, and thank our audience for, for listening. And I hope you took away some, uh, some gems. No worries. Uh, in the words of an awesome bloke, I've got a meeting, so I've got to shoot. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ross. Thank you, Al. I hope your green um, Slurpee was was great. Um, yeah, and everyone have a have an awesome week. Thanks, you too, boys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Adios. Enjoy. Bye.